As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by our original I Am a Sewing Machine t-shirt. If you want to support Sewing Out Loud and tell the world that you are a sewing machine, go to SewHere.com slash I Am a Sewing Machine and use code MACHINE to get 10% off your t-shirt. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. Uh, I want to start off the podcast. I didn't tell mom I was going to do this, but I want to start off the Correct. podcast. She does this all the time. I know. I know. It's yeah. a surprise. So it's not a surprise. Keep the spontaneity yeah. uh, in here. I want to give a shout out to Joe Kirby. She's from Australia. And if ever our podcast, for some reason, hasn't made it up, she... She knows. She emails <gasps> and she says, she says, she are said, you devotee. okay? Yeah, but she, she says, I just want to make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even before COVID, okay? Because right. I think that a lot of people are like... Well, and... We think it's up because we may we may have done what it needed to be done to put it up, and yeah. it didn't get up. That happens sometimes. Yeah, there are too. lots of yeah. like different mistakes that can right. be made, of course, right. like in right. anything. Right. And this last time, Mom, it was the Seam Guides episode where we were so funny. It, I, it was it was my bad. We've switched podcast hosting. Oh, because we platforms. were at the bar doing Bargello yeah, shots. Yeah, we were, we're at the quilt bar. We were so full of Bargello shots um, that. I didn't get the podcast up. No, but it was recorded in time and edited in time. Every everything was set, but I had uh, messed up on the new podcast hosting platform. So my apologies uh, for that, and thanks to Joe, who always so lovingly asks if if something's wrong. <laughs> Podcast isn't up, so I appreciate it. Uh, today we're going to talk about what to do with knit scraps, or or things we've done with knit scraps, or that you may not want to do yeah, with knit scraps. You, know, you might think we're crazy. Yes, exactly. Uh, and this is this is a good podcast episode. I think even before I, before it's been recorded, I think it's going to be good because we use them a lot. So, um, the world of scrappy quilts is so huge you yeah, know it it's all like well everybody has scraps yeah, yeah so. i mean there's no way to sew unless you make everything out of a triangle or well, a rectangle you know that brings right? up the issue Without, of those no waste sewing patterns right where it's right. like okay we haven't wasted anything but yes. we have a lot of extra fabric yes, on but, our bodies but <laughs> you have too much fabric on your body right yeah so, i can show you how to make a whole bunch of stuff without wasting fabric it's just that you'll feel like you're wearing a sheet down the street there right? you go now yeah. i do I will not say, all of them some of them are clever yeah, yeah. And there are some patterns that are more, quote, 
wasteful than others. Well, you well yes, they are. Yes, of course the, they are. Um, Usually it, the more pieces you use, the more waste you right. buy. Right, so there are. Well, that, well, that's not true either. Never mind. It just it depends. depends on the proportions. Yeah, it depends on the shape. It depends on a lot of things. But we save most of our scraps. We have a knit scrap box right now. Maybe we need a bigger one. Well, I think we have another one someplace, and I can't find it. You said that. You said you I did. Swear. Didn't you? I swear. You were swear. like they were bigger pieces. No, there was a big one with a big lid on it, and you made it. That's why I don't know why you don't know yes, where it is. I don't know. And then we have. Did I? Then we have a box that says yard are less. I'm looking knit at scraps. Spandex right? knits less than right. one yard. Then we have these itty bitty scraps over here. And I do think it would be nice to find that middling <laughs> scrap pile that's somewhere. I don't know. It is good, though, to sort them. Right. So as, as you start to sew or whatever. I mean, I will say, I do throw some things away. Okay. I It's not like we have a zero-waste sewing room Sometimes if I'm tired of cleaning up, I just throw stuff away. How do you like that? There, yes. Then I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do save some of the longer pieces. And uh, it's nice to categorize them, though. So if you have the room in your sewing room, have some way to set this up with like a little set of drawers or some containers, label them, then don't lose them in the abyss. Uh, and I think that maybe that the less than one yard, the kind of bigger hunks and the smaller scraps, that's a good recategories well, that wouldn't you know, go into general When it's a yard storage. or less, when I, and I truly mean like a yard, because, uh-huh. I mean, you may get a cuff out of that or a you know, a placket or a even sleeve a sleeve, a, a sleeve, or right. Or, or, or you know, the sleeve, um, you know, the sleeve cuffs we use where we put our fingers mm-hmm. through the, you know, there are, there are things that, and I mean, sometimes I, even when making, um, pockets on your leggings, oh, yeah. there's just, the, there are, there, there are, we used to, remember we used to put just a little pocket on a t-shirt that was print on yes. a plain t-shirt? Yes, I do. That was, that was one of our little things That was very, a like, a, a very popular thing uh, there for a bit. So, this is something I don't think we've discussed in our whole discussion of sewing spaces and sewing organization is the fact that you may want to store fabric or categorize it by its its volume or its length or right, whatever. Right, You know, so I think that that's um, just like a little bit of, that could be a novel idea well, for some people. The way are, we store fabric, yeah. we, we do sushi rolls, and that brings up what, how we make those actually. We that, that. They, involve, yeah. they involve the knit scraps too. But mm-hmm. so we do what we call our sushi roll, and it's always approximately between like, 14 and 16 inches long, mm-hmm. okay? And then it's shoved in the, on the, the shelf, depth of the right? Shelf. It's the depth yeah. of So if you have something that's less and you're shelving that, now we have a lot of fabric, so we're talking volumes here, that little piece can get lost in there. So Crushed. So we may have a box. So we, we categorize by fabric type. Right. Okay, so it's like co- woven cottons, wools, you know, um, Lycra knits, double knits, things like that. Okay, one-way stretch knits, whatever we decide. We have all these um, home deck, whatever. And um, we may have a box within close to the area or something that is labeled that says, right. you know, Lycra also or Lycra scraps. Or, we also have a box that says power mesh scraps. Right. So we also have one that says performance, um, you know, knits. So they're very decorative, yes. and they're not on the regular shelf yes. because um, 
they have a lot of metallic in them. Maybe they so that, might have like sequins that can come off. That power shaper net that you know we sell is rather. I mean, it's you know it's a costly fabric. It's not like a bargain fabric, right? And we use the scraps for a lot of things, so we really want to make sure we mm-hmm. know where those scraps are. We don't mix them into the general uh, slush fund of <laughs> knit scraps. But let's get to it. What do we do with okay, these well, things? I just mentioned the sushi rolls. Yeah, so go ahead. I, I mean, we do have a whole podcast on how we uh, control our fabric. I won't say store it. I will say control it. Um, so we roll our fabric, uh, fold it, roll it with the right side out because we want to be able to ID it. Okay, we roll it up and then we tie it, and we tie it in at least two places in this roll, okay? Uh And we use our knit scraps because they're forgiving. And hopefully they will not make too much of a crease or whatever. So that's why we use the... you know, the stretchy or the elastic. So when we go over to that kind of medium uh, or small scrap pile, we'll see something that's rather long and we'll cut knit strips. And so they don't leave an indentation. That's also one of the reasons that we like to roll the fabric. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of the most, uh, it's a way to avoid those crocking lines and things like that. And then when you go to take it off the fabric, it's kind of like a ponytail holder. Right. It just slips. Okay. You know, and, it's, and then it slips back on. Right. And it, it might even work sometimes after you've it's, used Right. Sometimes it's. And then we also, on our big bolts, we also use the fabric scraps to contain, to hold them down or, you know, wrap yeah. them. And again, like at top and bottom or each end mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, to hold those in place. And that also helps the fabric from um, getting out of shape. Yes. Okay, yes. from and, contorting. And so then if I get out one of our sushi rolls and I use half of it, I just take the the knit scraps, the ties, and I retie them. Right. Um, and sometimes if I just use a little bit of it, I just pop it right back on. Right. So, and then we save those. Like if I use up a fabric, I keep those ties. So that's one way we use them. Do you want to talk about mask ties since they're kind of like well, yeah. almost um, the same thing? <laughs> this is almost the same thing. So when we started making masks for COVID – um, yeah, everybody was getting all bent out of shape about not enough elastic, the right elastic, blah, 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 whatever. Um, we actually had the right elastic, of course, but um, I was going for comfort and yeah. trying to figure out what would be, because some people, it really did sort of bother their ears. And, uh, you know, I think it depends on, like, how long they had to wear it. Right, all kinds of things. So I was going for, and I also knew that the elastic, if it was um, permanently attached, attached to the mask, yes, would wear yes. out before the mask that were, was woven. Yeah, so we – now, the difference between, like, the fabric, the ties we use for around fabric and the mask ties is that the mask ties are more precisely cut. Yes. Because okay? I will sometimes I, – I will get, like – kind of an L shape. Oh, I sometimes knit. I'm yeah, it's very And I'll bizarre. just put that right. around the fabric. Well, or one end is real narrow and one end's yeah, real thick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes care. I just use a scrap that's laying there yes. and I don't change it. No. Or there's a scrap laying there and I'm like, oh I can just go down the middle of that and I'll have two ties. Yes, exactly. Right. So they right. they like there's no regulation. We're not We're getting not, out the ruler. We are not pristine no. with ra- the ones we tie around we the fabric. We go nuts with the rotary yeah. cutter and just go boom yeah, boom boom. It's fun. Yes. So and here, here's what you a good thing to know about fabric scraps. 
most fabric, most knits will roll. Not all. Most knits will roll when they're cut into a strip and pulled. And you'll you'll notice this if you even use. Some people were using just old t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. As um, mm-hmm. ties. Mm-hmm. They will roll in one direction. Yeah. Now, I've had people tell me, oh, they always roll to the right side. Oh, they always roll to the wrong side. Guess what? That's not true. kind of depends on which way you pull. It t- well, it also depends on if which way they decided to print it or which yep. way they decided to weave it or whatever. The other thing that matters is if you're pulling on the crosswise grain or the lengthwise grain. Yeah. So you need to check that out. So we have some ties where it's printed on, say, white spandex. Mm-hmm. And if I pull it one way, I have a white tie. Right. If I pull it the other way, I have like a tie-dye purple tie yeah. because that's what was printed on the other side. Yes. Okay. So when you do, if you are going to do some kind of ties and you want to get really, for, so whatever, it's, uh, you get to decide how precise to be. Okay. Well, in anything you ever do. Well, right. <laughs> Before we go to our break, let's talk about like patches and mending and things. Keep those knit scraps around when you have to, okay, either you have to mend something stretchy or you need a patch that won't fray. Or you or. want something <laughs> that's stretchy in a place where it wasn't stretchy. So, there you go. So I'm expanding a waistband or something, and uh-huh. I want a little bit more give. Um, actually, I just did a thing. You know my Edisto on the butt? Yeah. They, how old are those pants? Oh, really old, Like yeah. 25 years old. So they're like sweatpants. Um, okay, I used to call them clam diggers. What do they call them now? I don't know, capris. Yeah, they, yeah. Capris are good. And they had a um, a drawstring in them. Uh-huh. And it came through like two buttonholes right in the yes. front. Well, I got, okay. And then there was some sort of elastic get up in there too. Anyway, after 25 years. After 20, yeah. They, it they wasn't doing out. its job right, okay. <laughs> so I took that old elastic out, okay. Yeah. I took the drawstrings out and I put elastic in, mm-hmm. okay. And then I took this really cute patch uh-huh. that was like, I don't know, one of my, you know, uh, prints that I had. And I made like a lycra patch, like a little rectangle that went over. So I put elastic in the waistband, uh-huh. you know, made it a circle, right? Sewed it together. Didn't have anything coming out the holes right. and covered them with, with a, a lycra print patch. And so it's like real cute at the waistband. There's this little patch. There's, oh, well, isn't so, that adorable? Yes, it's just so cute. So it stays stretchy. You didn't have to worry about finishing the edge. Did you right. just like zigzag it, like burn it, burnish yeah, yeah, the edge? Yeah, yeah. That's a ZD. That's a ZD. When, I, when we say burnish, it, it means to just go <laughs> over the edge, just, just. Right over it, like a waterfall. Okay, something else you did, which I thought was really cool, is we had some life jackets that we keep at the pond, and they were, um, some mice got to them. I think the mice got to them. Which seems... They were stored outside. Why mice eat that kind of stuff? Anyway, they they make nest out of it. nest or something, yeah. Or whatever. And we live in the country, and mice like to find our stuff if it's not, like, up and away and far away and all the same stuff. So Um, there were life jackets that had been... Uh, you know, damaged, and you. Used it was just the, the covering that was damaged. Yeah. Okay, 
So I, yeah, I took Lycra and actually I sewed those on by hand. That's, I was going to ask I did. that. I, thought I, ju- you had... I just made it, I, I, I believe what I did, and I, I, I'm trying to think of, I think I just surged around the edges, yeah. like made a rectangle or yeah. whatever shape I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then I just laid them on there because the life jacket was, is stiff, yes. you know, it's full of the foam or whatever that is in there. Um, the life-saving material. Yes. And I just stitched them on my okay. hand. Disclaimer. We don't recommend that you go like whitewater rafting in a damaged life jacket. Well, it wasn't damaged though. Right. So this, uh, it was right. just the covering. Right. And, right. Absolutely. Know, yeah. Because, you know, very important. it would have still functioned, honestly, had I not fixed it. Right. Okay. So then my other life jacket that was brand new and a mouse ate it like on day four. Oh. Okay, because um, someone, not me, laid it uh, on the floor next to the boat in the, anyway, uh, in the boat garage. But, uh, and. We need more cats. I know. So it had, it, this is like, this is like a, what they call a kayaking jacket uh-huh. or a paddle, paddling jacket. And it's very vesty, like, and it's yeah. narrow so you can move your arms. And, and in the back, there's a place that has mesh across the back. Yeah. Okay. And they ate a hole right in the middle of the mesh, just right in the middle of the mesh. So that got patched uh-huh. with lycra, and that I did more like an applique, and then I so I appliqued over the hole, bigger than right. the hole, and then and appliqued really well to make sure it was be intact, and then I cut off the mesh that was extra. Yeah. Later, did not cut the mesh off first. Don't cut before. No, I I made a nice big patch that fit over it. You know. And I even, it even has some glitzy stuff on it. Of course. Of course. But, um, and so now, and that has held up for like four years. Well, wonderful. So far. Okay, you know. well, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about some no- more uses for knit scraps. Okay, this ad spot is a chance for me to brag a bit. I am really proud of my I Am A Sewing Machine shirt design. The design incorporates elements of a sewing machine like a spool, a threaded needle, and a knob all within the text that tells the world that you are a sewing machine. Made from a super soft cotton and printed here in Columbia, Missouri, our I Am A Sewing Machine t-shirt is available sizes small to 4XL. And we've included garment measurements in the product description so you can get the perfect fit. It's the perfect gift for yourself or any other sewing machines in your life. The proceeds go to supporting this podcast. And you can get 10% off when you go to sewhere.com slash I am a sewing machine and use the code MACHINE, all caps. Tell Tell the the world world that you are are a sewing sewing machine. machine. Sew, 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 sewing out loud. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your next knit scrap? Oh, I have a whole bunch of stuff here. I, well, I have one. Can I, yeah. can I say one? Let's see if yours is not on my list. All right stabilizing the shoulder seams. I have that on my list. I know. Yeah. Stabilizing the shoulder seams Especially in... with the mesh. Yeah, well, yeah. I, especially yeah. with... And I consider mesh, you know, knit it's scraps. Magic. Yes, 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 it is. But but let's pretend you don't have mesh and you just right. have knit scraps, okay? When you sew, like, the shoulder seam of a t-shirt, or maybe there's another seam in another knit garment that requires some kind of stabilization, if you can give yourself just a regular strip of knit you do want to cut it so that it is a regular shape or that will like fit in your surgery and with the grain of the fabric you know yeah that it should be it should be cut a little nicer than maybe you know when you just wrap it around your fabric um but yeah you can use those to stabilize things you could use it in place of a knit interfacing. Yes. And is that on your list? I know it is. Okay, not. everyone asks this cuz you know we're right. big. We're big fans of cotton organdy for woven interfacing. Just cut your piece of, you know, whatever the inner whatever right. is supposed to be interfaced, you know, cut the cotton organdy, treat it as one, sew it in, do that. Right. Or use another layer of woven fabric that will lend body and support. And here's the same thing with knits. When something calls for a stretchy interfacing. Or if it calls for clear elastic, Mm -hmm. I am telling you, that's the last thing I use. We are not fans of clear elastic. The problem with clear elastic is it degrades so so quickly. quickly. It will lose its stretch. It will lose its um, integrity. And it will literally get um, brittle. I mean, within... It, It will get brittle. And within a really noticeable time frame you know we talk about like rotten cotton thread yeah okay and i mean we have garments made of cotton it's not like they rot away in two years now we don't use cotton thread that's no i think those 25 year old pants i was talking about are cotton there you go but clear elastic is something yeah that's why when people say oh i put clear elastic in the shoulder and i'm thinking you're gonna have the same problem you had if you didn't put anything in there and you know not right away it will be nice yeah. Initially, it doesn't like do the job a whole lot better than anything else. No, it is sort of low profile, but use use a use a thinner knit. Use power mesh. Uh, use you know the power shaper net. Use a ribbon. Actually, if you don't, yeah. Care if, if you it stretches, it, in if fact, if on your shoulder, right. something like shoulder, if you're truly wanting to totally stabilize, you can use. A woven. salvage off and your woven yeah, fabric. Yeah. You know, you can use a ribbon. You can use, uh, I've, I've used things like yarn type things. And my favorite you know. is ribbon. I like, I like ribbon. ribbon. Well, because it's pretty and it's finished on yeah, all it's sides. Yeah, like some, something and, you that know, comes off of school. And it, it goes through the foot real yeah. nice, you know. So when someone needs, I'm, I'm trying to think like a pattern calls for knit interfacing for like facing of a shirt right. like a neckline or something and so they're supposed to first of all they're already facing it with a knit and then they need knit interfacing i'm like first of all do you even need that and then second of all just use another layer of of thinner knit that won't like show through your garment right. or you know anything now this like is that. not if they want the knit to become stable Good so point. like it was a collar or Bring something yeah and they wanted it to be it's not to make you cannot use the knit to 
stabilize a knit to make it not stretchy. Not stretch. It will only keep it, you know, within a certain amount of stretch. But if there is a, a knit pattern out there that wants you to interface with a non-stretch interfacing, we would say use cotton organdy. Right. And that's what you did on your zipper for the rash guard. I we, do. Versus... I totally, and I am not sorry that I absolutely stabilized that zipper. Yeah. It's a really good idea. So that's for a zigzagger live broadcast with the zipper inserted uh, in the swimsuit. And mom's got cotton organdy in her swimsuit. Okay. I do. You know, she's got a woven fabric she's in it. She's got to keep up the old tradition. You that's know? right. That's right. right. So, yes. Well, this, the zipper stabilizes anyway. Yes. So yes. it's not like I'm. Stabilizing something that's not already going to be stable, I guess. The but, other, oh, well, I don't know if this is on your list, but finishing off something, you finish off the end of your zipper with a knit yes. tab. Yes. That can be a nice thing to do because it's soft and it won't fray. Well, and it it pulls around yes. the end of that zipper so nicely. So if you have the end of a zipper or a tie or, you know, kind of, uh, was it Kaisa who put in the group? That she had that nightgown. She made a robe. Yeah, she uh-huh. made a zippered robe. And she and she was like, oh, it's, it's not a separating right. zipper. She was thinking separating zipper, and then she was like, no, it's not. Okay. Yeah. So she didn't have a separating zipper. Right. So down at the bottom of her garment, she's got this zipper where it's together, and she has stitched across it, but right. she wondered, how can I stabilize this? Well, she can put anything there, but I can think of a few knits in our stash that we have in our fabric library where I'd cut like a circle or a rectangle, fold it right over that and do a zigzag stitch. I told her actually ultra suede because I love ultra Ultra suede. Ultra suede's really good. It doesn't fray either, you know. Um but and she can do a woven too. She can do it you know, whatever she wants. But finishing off the end of something like that with the knit, since it doesn't fray, you don't have to fold it over again. Which decreases bulk, which is ZD's main goal in life well in that in that <laughs> zipper video that i did in yes. the swimming suit i finish off the end of the zipper inside the suit and on the one side you know i i sew it down and then i flip it over right so it's not a raw so edge but then on the other side i leave it raw and on the sides of the zipper i also leave it raw mm-hmm. i just cut it off and it looks very finished very nice right right uh when you're using knit scraps to do things like that i know i know zd mentioned this with the life jacket that she she mended, she made the patch, and then she cut away the parts that had been, right. you know, chewed on. But this also can kind of go the other way with a patch. You don't have to cut your patch down to the exact size. You can lay your knit over your hole or your whatever, stitch around, stitch in the shape you wish, and then trim it down with, like, the right. scissors. And you, well, and you can, you can do that. Stitch around, say, with a... Um, not too wide of a zigzag, maybe, right. and more of a basting stitch, then cut away, and then go back and actually do, you know, a wider stitch, like a more decorative type stitch, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Do you know what I mean? You can make it look more like an applique. Yeah, yeah. And that is another thing you can do. Okay. With? Knit scraps? Knit scraps is, this is how you applique on a knit garment and maintain the stretch. Yeah. So, so I see people making, like, Oh, I'm making my kid this superhero shirt with what? Give me an icon. Uh, Some super, super, you know, the big, big S on it for superhero or whatever. And they, if they put a woven on it, 
It's not going to stretch anymore. It's not going to stretch. Now, sometimes that's okay if it's not too big of an S or it doesn't take, or are the garments big enough that there's not a problem, you know, then you're okay. But if you want to maintain the stretch, you have to use another stretch fabric. And I see a lot of YouTube tutorials where I think people are going to be disappointed. Yeah, it's okay if you plan for it. Right. Right? Like you said, if the garment's big enough, if it doesn't right. need a stretch or whatever. Um, but if you haven't planned for it and you you take away all your stretch, you can be disappointed. So is that knit applique tutorial, is that a zigzag? That is, that that is, is a, a zigzag. zigzag. We've, okay. And we've referenced it in a couple of podcast okay. so episodes. So that's not like, not everyone has access unless they're a member. Right. Okay. So we've we've talked about that a couple of times as uh, ZD's aerial costumes incorporate a lot of knit applique. And save those scraps because I, that is what I did to make those cute little rash guards for my kiddos. Well, those were knit scraps. and I was going to mention that and the Halloween costume. What about yep. especially um, McQueen? Yep, McQueen. So and- McQueen was a lot of applique on knit. Yes. So he had stripes, and I put the stripes in the wrong place. And numbers. Uh, and, and numbers and all this. And I think we even did it on the edges of some things. Stripes, stripes down the uh-huh. side of the pants or uh-huh. whatever it was. So it needed to be knit on knit, be, and it was zigzagged on. Yeah. Right? Because zigzag, you can still stretch, right? right. So and a, and a long zigzag. Yep. Not a short zigzag, not a satin stitch. So this is a lot, you know, you may want a separate, like we do, like a separate knit scrap bin for those, if you want to call them a novelty fabric or a super I'm going to look and see what we call it. Okay, so for like a super sequiny fabric or we've we've got these iridescent, you know, fabrics uh, that came from like the dancewear category so save those for your appliques oh zd's zd's coming back what do we so call our it our box says costume specific spandex all right that's uh, okay um, i mean we know what that means we when we that see means. that like it doesn't have to mean anything to anyone else right but th- when i see that i know that the glitzy you know funny whatever fabrics are in there that okay. we would use for that so We've talked a lot about uh, some of these things are like synthetic knits. You know, they're like swimwear that's like nylon and poly spandex. If you have uh, natural fiber knits, like you've got a cotton uh, like interlock or, you know, something like that, that's where these knits can go straight to your beauty, uh, you know, straight to your bathroom as like facial towels, you know, where you can just use those to get makeup off. Um, if that's something you do, or apply toner or something like we that. We have a lot of facial um, towels or whatever you call them right. made out of old T-shirts. Yes, and that, those you don't have to finish. With. Uh, yeah, you don't even sew them. We've done some out of flannel, which we do finish. Um, I don't use these a lot, but the reason I bring up natural fibers is, you know, the whole reason that those nylon and those polys are used for active wear and used for uh, dance wear and swim wear are because they'll, like, let go of the water really right. fast. They, That's why they call them wicking, yeah. which is kind of a misnomer because, actually, the cotton is the fabric that wicks well, to me. Well, okay, the, yeah. the wicking is supposed to take moisture from your body, move it to the outside, and let it go. Right. That's why they call it wicking. Cotton should be called, like, sogging. <laughs> See, what I feel like is I feel like the polyester doesn't really do that. I feel like it... It never holds on to it at all. Well, that's, that's why I, mean. I don't think it's wicking. Yeah, right. exactly. So I think it's sort of a misnomer. It does wick it 
let it allows it to be wicked away yeah, from that's your body. Right. So right. it's wicking it away, whereas cotton is just absorbing. So you got to think about what you want. Do you want something absorbent or something wicking? That's why when you make a swimsuit, right, or something that's going to get wet or soaked or whatever, you usually want a nylon or nylon poly spandex combo. You want as little cotton in it as possible or right. none because right. it will it will get heavy. Yes. You'll, you and, and it will stay wet on you. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up, I know we talked about interfacing already a little bit, but stabilizing knit buttonholes. Mm-hmm. You can stabilize those sometimes with a woven uh, if you don't want them to stretch, but sometimes you may want them to stretch. So stabilize, don't forget with your buttonholes that you can use those there too or, um, you know, anything like that. Uh I do want to bring up, I don't know if somebody might, for some reason, I feel like someone might bring this up. When you embroider on a knit, oh, is this something that I would use? Well, when you do machine embroidery on a knit, you actually want to take the stretch away. So that's a different sort of. Because if you embroider Mm -hmm. and then it stretches, you will pop the stitches. Or if you stretch it while you hoop it, embroider, and then unhoop it. Then you've got some ugly stuff. Then you have some scrunched up, you know, uh, embroidery. So I do want to say we're like... Anytime you need a knit interfacing, well, embroidery is a little bit of a different Embroidery story. you stabilize, and you do not want that fabric to move. That's right. That's right. Okay, what do you have anything else on I your list? I do have other things. Okay. And go. one, you were, we were talking about scraps and liners and stuff. So crotch liners. Oh, yeah. And some of you know that I actually recycle my husband's race shirts. Mm-hmm. And Those are wicking at, right, fibers. At, yes, they are. Most of them are. Fabrics, yes. yeah. Those are the ones I tend to use, and I put them in the crotch, uh, crotch, crotches, crotch, crotches of my swimsuits, right, yeah. and my leotards. Uh-huh. Now, uh, actually, more my leotards than my swimsuits because my swimsuits I usually line, line and then I don't always, yeah. but yeah. So, and what I started doing with this is I would pick the plain part of the t-shirt. Yeah, right. I'd look for the you know the solid part where there wasn't some sort of. Um, Screen printing on them or something like that, right? And then one day, <laughs> I thought, I'm taking all the fun out of this. <laughs> so, like, I now have crotch pieces that say things like, you know, the 1994, you know, pig triathlon <laughs> or, or um, let's see what else. You know, some of them say runner and some of them say swimmer. And Why so- doesn't anyone want to sponsor podcast <laughs> i wonder I'm why kidding. people do sponsor our podcast hi hi b had the pig run that was their yeah you, know, you know like so now your crotches are more exciting than ever well, yeah i'm like I, I go oh i remember that race that one says the geode oh. so anyway yeah and it's, <laughs> <laughs> so oh i i no longer and, and some of them are just like rainbows like it's the graphics it's like pretty colors yeah, yeah it's the graphics that were on the shirt or whatever so um I was throwing away the graphics, mm. and I thought, well, no more. that is, I'm really, I really cheated myself out of some fun crotches. Well, and I will say, for scraps, I was just seeing Zelda um, out the window, that I saved scraps from my bathing suit, and right. I can make her like a whole bathing suit. She's 
I was four when I made her. Or she was four when I made her this bathing suit. She's a very little kid. So if you do have kids around, well, you know, those so, scraps can make you a whole garment. Sometimes you're just adding, say, like some sort of faux cuff on the bottom of the pants because you want to make them a little longer well, I, or something. Yeah, I made like a I little mean, vent in the side yeah. with this sheer fabric right. that I had done for myself. And it just, well, she loves it, you know, that it matches me and everything. But Well, rash guards, too, are very popular at being like peace. Oh, like, yeah. You know, the last one I even stuff. made for myself, like one sleeve's mm-hmm. blue. Yeah. And one sleeve's the same color as the base fabric. And then the, you know, the the um, neck binding is another color. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I've got it all, you know, and everybody's like, oh, that's such a fun shirt, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm, you're, you know, I feel like you're a much better, like, color composer than I am. Uh, but I was really proud of those rash guards I made for Dromans. No, they were really the pink cute. And the green. Well, and like, you totally, good. you totally <laughs> re. I mean, you took scraps to make them, and then you made them scraps and used them again. Yeah, and we like, were, you know, we were supposed we're supposed to have these theme months in the self sewn wardrobe, and I, you know, I do. We have them. It doesn't mean that we, we have that, them. It doesn't mean we participate. I was trying to be so on top of them, and then COVID happened, and it just kind of is not like yeah. my top priority to. You know, because you get to talk about whatever you want in there. You don't have to do the theme months. It's just fun. But one of them was upcycling, and I was like, I, I'm doing it right, right now. Right. And I never changed the cover photo of the group. So I was, I was whatever. I'm just saying. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So Mallory had, you know, originally made a rainbow yeah, de- we, we, design with yes, the scraps. Yes. And then she cut it up again and put it on the next garment. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. That we, was up, up. That was up, uppity cycling. Up, up, cycling. Yes. yes. What's your next use? For well, them? Um, headbands and ponytail holders. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you guys have never taken spandex and made a ponytail holder, okay, you're in for a treat. You've just missed out on everything. Have you even lived now? And I, I have a way that I make them. Like, so I, like, you know, I will sew something together. Say that's like, I make it's a tube, and say, say the fabric is, oh, I don't know. Two or three inches wide uh-huh. and like six or eight inches long. I can't remember. Again, I experiment you with every way. piece she has almost. A way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I sew that into a tube. Yes. So that now the two short ends have been sewn together, right? Okay. Okay. So I usually serge it, right? Yeah. And then I will go back in and I will top stitch it on the sewing machine. Uh-huh. So that's pretty secure, right? Yeah. Then I go back and I cut little rings off of my tube and they become the ponytail holders. Wow, we're just going to have to do a little video right. on that. Or you could just tie them together. Yeah, there you, you can go. do that too. And that I do a lot with headbands okay, because write that down. Just be like knit pony I mean, I guess you okay. already wrote it down. Now. I did. Okay. <laughs> but so my headbands, I have made 5 million different versions of headbands, right? right. So Workout headbands are a big problem for me, okay? I feel like everyone has their own headband the, yes, journey. Yes, yes. There is something wrong with my head. I see these people up on, and they're doing all these aerial things and everything, and people are like, oh, how'd you do that? And I'm like, how'd you keep that headband on? Yeah. You know, it's like they keep this little skinny nothing headband on their head, and I I can't keep it on my head. Okay, Sam will laugh at this because she had a friend who posted on Facebook years ago. She said, uh, through all of my years of athletics, I never developed the little muscles that allow you to keep yes! the skinny headband on your yes! head. <laughs> that little skinny head, it just like shoots off of my I head. I think it has to do with your hair. Well, it probably, probably has to do. Well, I'm know? sure sometimes it. Yeah. In the shape of your head yes. or what size your head is. Right. So my go to workout headband is a no sew. 
Oh. Because I lose them all the time. Okay. Because once I worked out, I take them off. Ah. Because I don't. I guess I'm also not head. (laughs) I'm also not headband tolerant. So if I take them off, I'll like shove them in my gym bag or I'll put. And so like they go into this. It's like a thing with socks. Like they go into some deep black hole. Yeah. And then I'll find them later. Uh I have 20 headbands, but I think I only have two because I keep losing them. Okay. So all I do is I cut this long strip, right? That's about 18 inches long. Uh huh. And it um, is tapered on the ends. Yeah. So the thickest part is only about four or five inches long, and the and then it tapers down. Right. Okay. On both sides, I I before I do this, I find out which way it rolls, so I don't have some rolly up uh-huh. silly thing on me. Okay. No, so. I put it on my head and I tie it at the back of my neck. Okay. To where I think it's comfortable. I take it off. If those little ends, if I think they're too long or something that are left over, I cut them up. Or if not, that's my headband. So ZD just ties a piece of fabric around her head. I do. You know what my favorite headband is? But there is is some technique to it. A a, a minor amount of technique. Okay, I think you might like this. This has nothing to do with knit scraps. Well, I guess it could. My favorite headband is wide stretch lace. Yes. Yes. But it stays on your head and it doesn't stay on mine. Real? If you, I think have you have you a, tried it? I think you might have a have bigger head. It? Have you tried it? Yes. But did you wear it like here? They got to be kind of oh, low. Oh, no, I didn't wear it low. Yeah. I, that really kind of bothers well, me. We'll talk. And I have bangs. We'll talk. Yeah. I'll have to put it under my yes. bangs. So I used, I went to this like rowing gym for a minute and I was the only one there in a stretch lace headband. <laughs> really cool. All right. Next. next so anyway, back. hair stuff. Hair right? stuff. Now, I mean, they make those are the best ponytail holders. They're soft, mm-hmm. okay, and don't damage your hair. And now, what happens is you want to make them shorter than you think. You have to they'll stretch you have to do more. test, test, test because yeah. they stretch out to a certain amount and they kind of stay there. Yeah, but I and I will tell you, they do not come out of your hair. Okay, it's kind of like the fold over elastic. Yeah, ones people they like make. those. Yeah. yeah, people like those. You yeah. can just use that. Okay, what's your? Is there anything else? I'm. I'm like. Um, I have Tata holders, like the Tata towels. Oh yeah. You can do those okay. out of knit. Okay. okay. And the other thing, if we want to revisit, um, the neckband binding or any kind of binding, okay, any right? Kind of. And what I want to also what I want to say about that is, because like sometimes regular, okay. I have this thing. I don't want things up around my neck, right? Yeah, yeah. So I will cut the necks out of pre-made T-shirts, and I want to make them bigger. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want them up on my neck. Right. So then I may bind them in some of those scraps. Now, here's the other thing I might do. I may piece those scraps together, a long line of this fabric, then this fabric. And so I had this, like, multicolor patchwork. Okay, I have another thing I forgot about. <gasps> Yeah. Do you remember when I taught everybody at the shop how to make their like well, I mean it's for it's kinda like the Oh I can it's your strap technique where you cover elastic in the knit. Yes. To make straps. Yes. Yes. So we did that was a zigzag or live broadcast we showed like three or five there was like three ways on the sewing machine, mm-hmm. I don't know, of making straps. Right. And some of them were with covering elastic. Right. And sometimes straps aren't that long and you know, you think, oh, my God, this is a whole strap. But then right. you're like, oh, it's only like 18 inches. So maybe right. you go to that, you know, thing. So you can cover elastic, you know, to make straps. Right. So so yeah. here's the easy one, guys. Book covers. 
Oh, yeah. Because they don't even have to, like... Little journal covers and stuff. All kind, or even mm-hmm. textbook covers, you know, yeah. because they fit so nicely, yes. too. You know, you want to make them just a little bit smaller. Right. And then stretch them on, and they're perfect. There you go. Okay, so I think that that is uh, good for our Knit Scraps episode. Just think of what we just talked about, all these Knit Scraps things. If you have anything I'm else... sure there's more things we oh, do yeah, than that. Oh, yeah, that's what I, say. I want to say also. Like, if you have something to add, you know, please let us know in the comment section uh, on the website. So. I wonder if I could and... make shoestrings where I wouldn't have to... Like, mm. untie my shoes. Mm, maybe. Give that a shot. Yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments section or uh, in the Facebook group. Thank you all for listening. And, Joe, if this podcast doesn't come out on time, I know you're going to let me know. So I appreciate that. Let us know, Joe. Yes. Uh, it, I hope I hope it's not coming across as sarcastic. I'm like, genuinely. No. Okay, good, yeah, good. Truly. I was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> to let it know, Joe, let we are know, Joe. truly, we are truly, truly grateful. thankful and grateful. Whatever. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.